Deception is about pretending to be something else. Today on Apostolic Talking, we will be discussing false religions, false teachers, as well as false preachers. Oh yeah, church, we're also going to be naming names. We can see in John 17 and 17, where the word says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Today on Apostolic Talking. Praise the Lord, saints, and welcome to the Powerhouse Radio Network. I'm Brother Wade, the Outspoken One, and I want to thank you for joining us here today. You can contact me here at the Powerhouse Radio Network by stopping us right here at Apostolic Talking at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. That's Apostolic Talking at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. you have a prayer request, go ahead and shoot it over to us at Pray at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. So for the thousands upon thousands listening, for the millions around the world, our Skype is up and running. The chatterings are chatting. Brothers and sisters, let's get ready to PowerCast! Anytime we are talking about truth, we have to know what the truth is. Now, in a recent Gallup poll, Americans was asked, do you believe in God? and a whopping 92% stated their belief in God. Now, in a country with a population of 309 million people, that is 302 million stated believers, if you follow the statistics. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that if that number is anywhere close to correct, belief in God does not make one a Christian. Now, with that being said, church, We have to figure out if our personal beliefs, our doctrine is correct. How do we do that? So what we got to figure out, what is false religion? What is false doctrine? Well, a religion or a doctrine is false if it does not teach the truth from the Holy Word of God, the Bible. So look at it this way. A false religion or a teaching is like funny money. It's counterfeit. Although it looks real, it may even feel real, it's still worthless. Funny money and false religion will get you in a lot of trouble. Church, there's plenty of false teachers and preachers out there in radio land, quote unquote, and they are producing some really smelly, rotten fruit. False religion produces people who do bad things. They say bad things as well as they preach bad things. Satan's masterpiece, and perhaps his greatest means of influence, is false religion. It's a very deadly weapon because it's aimed directly at men's souls. Now, I would love to think that with 302 million people in the United States of America believing that there is a God, most of them would believe that they're right in their beliefs. Yet the ultimate go of the devil is to keep each of us from salvation. You must understand this church. Satan will do anything and everything in his power, even to the point of encouraging religious devotion to keep you out of heaven. We look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, where we see the word says, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Satan keeps throngs of people blinded to the truth through his false religion system. 
Now, church, I love the word of God. I, I love everything about it. And with that being said, here's the scripture that each and every one of us need to start pushing, if you will. And it's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, where the word says, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing among whom the God of this age has blinded the minds of those who do not believe, so they would not see the light of this glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. Church, we got to wake up. We must turn off that hell of vision, and we must open up the word of God. Satan has counterfeited so many religious doctrines on this world today that they are destroying men's souls for all of eternity. Our mothers, our fathers, our children, our family, our friends, so many are doomed unless you and I start standing up for the truth of God's word. Church, I am not being extreme here. I'm taking God at his word. You have to admit this. This is the only conclusion that can be drawn. Now, look at it. Not all religions are true. Not all of them are equally valued. Now, here is you a bold statement, if you will. Satan is not only deceiving those in Islam, not only deceiving those in Buddhism, but he's also deceiving the Catholics as well. And if you know anything about the Catholics, you know that they, uh, they take up one third of the United States. Satan is running rampant, if you will, across the United States in our churches with the say all they have to do is say some little prayer and you're in heaven. Church, that's a lie from hell straight from it. Remember, I am the outspoken apostolic. I love each and every one of you. But if your beliefs are anything other than Jesus Christ is God robed in the flesh, that he was born of a virgin, you, my friend, are in a false doctrine. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Why do you call yourself a Christian and not believe what the word of God says? In Ephesians 4, 4 and 6, it says there is one body, one spirit, and just as you two were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in, the, and in all, in us all. Now, you say you believe in a true in God and you believe that the Bible is true. If that is the case, what do you say to the passage I just read? What do you say to that passage, church? That's a question for you. The Bible alone is true. It alone is. John 17, 17 tells us the word of God is the truth. No denomination, no pastor, no teacher. The Bible alone is the truth. You cannot reject what the Bible teaches and call yourself a Christian. I'm sorry. It is not going to be able to do it. 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4 says, For there will be a time when people will not tolerate sound teaching. Instead, following their own desires, they will accumulate teachers for themselves because they have an unquenchable curiosity to hear new things. And they will turn away from hearing the truth. But on the other hand, they will turn aside to miss. Church, I started this past Monday 
and I started posting two excuses every day that's going through some of your minds at this very moment. These excuses that you use are, are to justify your beliefs at this very moment. Now, just in case you missed them, I, I've got them planted on Pinterest, if you will, on my Pinterest page. So all you've got to do is go to our new website. That's apostolicmountain.com. And there you're going to find the link that'll link. It's at the very bottom of the page that, that will take you to our Pinterest page. Now, don't forget to follow and connect to all of our other social media pages as well. Our Facebooks, our Instagrams, and everything that we've got going. That's at apostolicmountain.com. Now, I call them the outspoken apostolics list of don'ts. That's what that list you've seen all week is. It's telling you don't do something. And it's about 11 excuses somewhere therein that will keep you out of heaven. Now, let me tell you something here. Here's the first one. All right. You're just being negative. You're just being critical. Don't you have anything good to say at all, Brother Wade? At least they're trying to help. At least they're doing something. Why can't you just be more positive, Brother Wade? I only listen to positive Christians. I don't listen to haters. Church, let me tell you something right now. If you used any of these ideas, catchphrases or excuses, whatever you want to call them, I'm saying you're wrong. You have laid yourself a false foundation and you're in danger of a trip to hell. In other words, you're setting yourself up to fall straight into hell. Now look, I understand that there may be some truth in some of these statements, some of these ideas, but as a whole, you're replacing authentic Bible-based Christianity with another gospel, and it takes up the place of the true word of God. Now, 2 Corinthians 11 and 4 says, For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus different from the one that we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit than the one you received, or a different gospel than the one you accepted, you put up with it well enough. You've got to understand something here, church. The truth here is painful, saints, but the reality is that every one of these false doctrines are teaching heresies to keep their flocks trust, and I dare I say they're trying to keep them there for their money. Look, church, the Old Testament prophets, Jesus, as well as the apostles, called the people out when they strayed away. And that, my friends, is what I'm doing right now. That, my friends, is why I'm called the outspoken apostolic, because I refuse to keep my mouth quiet about false doctrines. And what you should be doing is the same thing. But I want you to hear me out, church. We should not do any of this out of hate, but we should do it out of love of God's children and, and to let them know that we care and that we love them. I don't want anyone to go to hell, but I do know what the Word of God says, and I do believe that the Bible is God's Word. And I have to call it like I see it, like I read it, when I see the Word says, I nor you should be negative, we shouldn't be critical toward anyone, but we must be willing to say negative things. 
and as well as willing to stand up and be critical about false teachings and false doctrines and all this nonsense that's going around in the world. We cannot be afraid to hurt somebody's little feelings because I'm here to tell you, church, bad doctrine will take you to hell. The truth must be heard, and it's not always positive, church. Now, please understand, saints, it's not a positive versus negative way of thinking. It's a true versus false way to stand. God loves each and every one of us. He doesn't want any of us to go to hell, but he's going to tell us the truth. Every one of us, every one of us are are like disobedient children who need to be corrected from our heavenly father. Matthew 23 and 27 says, Woe to you, experts in the law, and you Pharisees and hypocrites. You are like the whitewashed tombs that look beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of bones of the dead and of everything. Gee whiz, Jesus, that's not very nice. At least the Pharisees were trying to to do something. But he's really a famous teacher preacher he he writes popular books he's got a huge church he's on a tv show he must know something he must know what he's talking about right that many people can't be wrong church you've got to understand what i'm trying to tell you hear me out children of the most high god all in one accord doesn't always equal truth The group is not always right. You don't need to follow some pastor just because all the other sheeple in the world are following him. Now, before I read this next verse, I I told you a while ago about our news website, apostolicmountain.com. Now, if you go there right now, you will see the list of every scripture that the outspoken apostolic is going to read to you today. And one of them that I'm going to read to you is right now is Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. And the word says, Make every effort to present yourself before God as a proven worker who does not need to be ashamed. Did y'all catch that? Teaching the message of truth accurately. Church, we have got to teach the truth. We cannot be afraid to speak what the word of God says. Let me say this, if a pastor is preaching the truth, he's going to be a thorn in the side of the surrounding society. There's going to be people out there that is not going to like him. There's no way that you can watch 20, 30, 40 hours of that television a week and then tell me you don't have time to read and study your Bible. It's not going to happen. You've got to start reading your Bible Stop reading those goofy books with new methods of getting in touch with God and start reading and studying his word for yourself and let God talk to you. That's the way you do it, church. Open up the word of God. Mark 7 and 7 says, They worship me in vain, teaching as a doctrine the commandments of men. Did you see that, church? Matthew 7, 13 and 14 says, Enter through the narrow gate, because the gate is wide and the way is spacious that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through. How narrow is the gate, and difficult the way that leads to life, and there are few who find it. 
church. It doesn't matter if they have the best-selling book in the land, if they're on top of the New York Times bestseller. Do not follow the group. You've got to follow Jesus Christ. Psalms 118 and 8 says it is better to take refuge in the Lord than trust in man. If there ever is a statement that gets on my nerves more than any one statement that somebody makes is that if you're a lover of the truth and you teach Bible studies, you know what I'm about to say. You know exactly what I'm about to say. It's judge not lest ye be judged. That this is one that is akin to who are we to judge? Now, don't you know that the Bible says in Matthew 7 and 1, do not judge so that you will not be judged? I wish people would stop taking this verse out of context. They, they do it all the time. Now, you want to learn something? You want to learn what I'm talking about? Listen up. It doesn't matter what someone has done, unbiblical teachings, blatant sin, corruption, greed, prophesize something that didn't come true whatever when they get busted when they're with their hands in the cookie jar if you will they keep their following of all the little sheeple by saying this one verse this verse is not saying don't ever judge anyone ever you need to stop taking that one verse out of content or context and making it your doctrine Read and study the whole passage. Know what God really wants you to know. If you are presently making this kind of a statement, you need to repent and you need to stop it now. Too many people have been programmed to ignore scriptures that holds the pastors and its teachers uh, accountable for their doctrine. Now, please don't take my word for it. Open up God's word. Study God's word yourself. Let me ask you a question. Doesn't the Bible say that you have to work your own salvation out with fear and trembling? Doesn't it say that? Work your own salvation out? Your blood is on your pastor's hands. That is correct. But you, my friend, will be the one suffering in hell for eternity if you're in false doctrine. What would you do or say to me if I said this about your preacher or your pastor? Ready? For there are many rebellious peoples idle talkers and deceivers especially those with jewish connections who must be silenced because they misled whole families by teaching for dishonest gain what ought not to be taught a certain one of them in fact one of their own prophets said cretans are always liars evil beasts lazy gluttons such testimony is true for this reason Rebuke them sharply that they may be healthy in the faith and not pay attention to Jewish myths and commandments of people who reject the truth. All is pure to those who are pure, but to those who are corrupt and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their minds and conscience are corrupted. They profess to know God, but with their deeds they deny Him, since they are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good deed church that's if i said that to your pastor you would probably beat me silly but you can find that verse in titus chapter 1 verses 10 through 18 now you're saying wow paul don't you tell them how you really feel judge much but that's paul was telling us 
The number three thing is do not have a religious spirit. You know what I'm talking about. That guy has a religious spirit. He's always quoting Bible verses. He's always talking about theology and doctrine. What a Pharisee. Now, just in case you haven't figured it out yet, church, doctrine is important. Doctrine is just another word for instruction or teaching. Doctrine tells us who God is and who we are. If you want to question someone who is encouraging sound biblical doctrine, accuse them of having a religious spirit. When you do this, all you're doing is proving yourself to be lazy. You're proving yourself to be lacking in knowledge. If I'm wrong, here's what I got to say. Prove me wrong. Open up the word of God. Search out the scriptures for yourself and show me the truth. God does not care about doctrine, church. He cares about his word. He cares about the truth. Too many of you are following your heart. That is just another catchphrase, if you will. You're following your heart. Haven't you read your Bible whatsoever? Jeremiah tells us in 17 and 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Do you not see that, church? You know why Jesus came down on the Pharisees so hard, don't you? Yeah, he loved them. Jesus loved the Pharisees, but they were guilty of advancing man's made laws over what God's word states. Let me tell you something. You're crazy. You're a sheeple. If you have an idea that focusing too much on God's word will cause you to miss God. This kind of nonsensical thinking is just like the devil wanted you to do it. It's just like saying, I don't care about theology. I just love me some Jesus. It's one thing to know the Bible. It's another thing to know the author. Jesus is my theology. You hear it all the time. You hear people making all kinds of excuses. If you depend on your experiences to confirm that you're correct in your doctrine, Church, I'm telling you, I'm warning you now, you can easily become dependent on more and more experiences. Then then it, it, it ain't going to be too long before you become an, an emotional train wreck. All you're saying is, I don't care about theology. I just love Jesus. Church, that's a theological statement. Yes, it's just a very weak one. Show me in God's word. Open up God's word and show me where it tells me just to love Jesus. You must understand, church, your emotions have nothing to do with your own salvation. But I can show you several scriptures that teach us to have good, sound doctrine and teaching. Theology is a word that simply means the study of God. A solid theological understanding of God's amazing grace it's much better than any emotional experience any way you put it, church. Because it never changes unlike our emotions. Our emotions change all the time, but doctrine, the word of God stays the same. I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. When we have a good the theology, a good understanding of God, it helps us to gain a correct and a deeper understanding of the good news of Jesus Christ. 
Now, the fourth excuse, God offends the mind to reveal the heart. It's all about your heart. It's not about your head. You hear them say it all the time. It may sound good. It may even sound like scripture, yet it is not. It's just an artful phrase that confuses the sheeple. God did not give us a mind and then expect us to stop using it. Ironically, when a false teacher says things like this, he's saying a type of thinking to convince others to think a certain way of thinking. (laughs) It's all kinds of confusing. Jesus said in Matthew 22 and 37, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and what? And mind. There is not some false arrangement between our heart and mind in the scripture. If anything, our heart is not to be trusted, but God's word is truth. God's word is to be trusted, church. Remember what we read just a little bit ago in Jeremiah 17 and 9. It said the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now, here's another one for you, church. This is the fifth one. Don't touch God's anointed. Oh, we hear that all the time. Oh, man, anytime somebody even got a question for a teacher or a preacher, it comes up. You better be careful if you speak against the prophet, the bishop, the pastor, so and so and so and so teacher or whatever. When a wolf can't defend their teachings. Are you listening here? I'm going to say this again because I was giggling. When a wolf can't defend their teachings, they throw this partial verse out as a rebuke. If they would study to show themselves approved, if they would open up the word of God and look, they they would see that it refers to physically harming the Israelite king or, or the prophet. It doesn't have a thing in the world to do with questioning bad leadership or false teachings. That's not what it says. You've got to open up. The Bible tells us to rightly divide the word of truth. Acts 17 and 11. These Jews were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they eagerly received the message, examining the scriptures carefully every day to see if these things were so. Now, Luke is telling us right here that the Jews were questioning Paul and comparing his teaching to that of our Old Testament. Can you not agree with me that we can do the same thing to any pastor or teacher? I'm not telling you to be disrespectful. Do not take that the wrong way. None of us deserve special treatment because we're chosen to lead God's flock. Yes, we are to honor our pastors. We're to honor our teachers and our leaders. We as pastors and teachers are not untouchable because of the authority that God has given us. Now, here's a statement that a lot of us apostolic preachers, we use a lot. And it's, we only teach the Bible, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, the Bible. We we hear that a lot. But believe it or not, this is probably the easiest way to teach false doctrines. The sheeple will shut down any discernment that they may have had once they hear a pastor or a teacher say something along that line. It's just, if he hears just teaching the Bible, who are we to disagree with, right? Once a pastor or a teacher has gained your trust, 
by saying this statement, he can easily stick a Bible verse wherever he wants to, whether it actually fits in that what he's saying or not. And he could probably just make up some Bible verse and half the time the sheeple wouldn't know if it was there or not since no one's checking up on him anyway. No one's opening up the word of God and following alone. No one's studying the word to see if it's really there. When a pastor or a teacher wants to make his idea really convincing, he can just dig up some Bible verses to validate his point. Church, this is called proof texting. It, it, it involves taking a verse or two completely out of context to make a point that was never supposed to be made. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, I hate to say this, but this is, happens a lot in our churches. This is just another example of some lazy, loose, and wrongly interpret someone wrongly interpreting God's word by, by these so-called pastors and teachers. No matter their reasonings, they're making the Bible seem to teach a thousand different and conflicting things from just one passage. James 3 and 1 says, Let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Church, that right there ought to tell you something. That right there ought to tell you that we have to start studying and learning the Word of God. We cannot be up there behind the pulpit just throwing stuff out just because you've got an idea you want to say something. Next thing you hear people's always saying, you're putting God in a box. And as soon as you think you've got God all figured out, he'll do something else. He'll do something unexpected. Look, let me tell you something, church. God makes it very clear. We are to hold fast to correct doctrine, period. No one, it says, no one can handle, no one indeed can claim to have God all figured out. What's Hebrews 13 and 8 says? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. That's what it says. God is the same. You can figure him out. All you got to do is open up the word of God and start reading. You'll know exactly what he wants you to do. You'll know exactly how he handles things. You know, another statement, and this is the eighth one, by the way, Christianity has to adapt and change with the times or else it will die. You hear people all the time, those discernment people are so old-fashioned. They're so outdated. They're the problems in the church today. Let me tell you something, church. This idea right here is just plain false. It's hard-headed. Let's fix it ourselves because God needs our help. It's that kind of thinking. God's truth is unchanging. Are your beliefs so shallow? Are your beliefs so frail that they can't stand up against whatever new trend is affecting this world today? Is that what you're trying to tell me? This apostolic church was stronger when it went up against the culture of the day. And we can make it stronger today if we'll just stand up against this hostile word and proclaim the truth of God's word. We cannot be afraid to say that you've got to repent of your sins, that you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus, that you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Romans 12 and 2 says, Do not be conformed to this present world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test and approve what is the will of God, what is good and well-pleasing and perfect. Church, did you hear that? Did you hear that, church? 
Galatians 1 and 10 says, And am I not trying to gain the approval of people or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a slave of Christ. Are not the excuse. We're getting lots of resistance. We must be doing something right. Oh, have mercy. Satan wants to stop us. That's why people are being so critical of our church. That's why they're so critical and Satan's trying to stop us. This line of thinking is at best a 50-50 proposition. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But it's just as possible that you're getting resistance because your teaching is wrong. And some people, like myself, are trying to stand up and correct you of your false doctrine, trying to correct you and say, hey, this is what God's word says. Don't be afraid to sit down in front of somebody that you know that's going to disagree with you. Open up God's word and see what it says. He may show you something. He may show you that you're in false doctrine. I don't care what you call me. You can call me apostolic. Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, I don't care. As long as I know that I opened up the word of God and that I'm following the apostles' doctrine and that I'm doing what God has me to do, I don't care what you call me. Uh, The number 10 excuse. Well, he just heard or read some negative stuff on the internet that that, that they can say anything on the internet they want. See, that's that's just like the previous points. That's at best a 50-50 statement. It could just as easily be said he just read that stuff in a best-selling book. They, they, they can say anything in a book. Whether they're on the internet or on a book, all ideas and teachings should be diligently compared to what God's Word says. Now, number 11. Look at all the fruit on his tree. He must be blessed of God. With all those new people going to that church, you just know it's being blessed by God. Church, when Jesus told us to look at the fruit of a teacher, he was telling us to compare that teacher, the teaching, and their life of the teacher to himself. It should look the same. Any pastor teaching things that are contrary to Jesus, it's a false teacher. No matter how many followers he has, no matter how many people are in his congregation, no matter how good looking or whatever he is, he's a false teacher if he's not lining up with God's word. Now, this is also related to the next one. And this one, the number 12th and the last one today is, but he does everything in the name of Jesus. He must be okay. Now, church, deception is about pretending to be something else. Do y'all remember that? That's the first statement that I said when I come on the air today. Think about it this way. If Satan wanted to operate in the church, and by the way he does, would he do it as himself? Would he show up in church in his bright red drum jumpsuit and give himself away saying, Nike, Nike, it's me, Lord and mercy, it's me, I am Satan, hear me roar. No, he don't do that. Does any deception announce itself ahead of time? The apostle Paul exposed the false super apostles, if you will, in the Corinth church when he said in chapter 11, verse 13 in Second Corinthians, for such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, distinguishing themselves as apostles of Christ, and no wonder for even Satan disguises himself 
as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will correspond to their actions. Church, Matthew 7 and 22 says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And I will declare to thee, Jesus, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work iniquity, you who practice lawlessness, you who do not follow my word. Do you hear what I'm trying to say, church? That is a warning alert right now. It should be assumed that a false teacher would always use the name of Jesus. Church, we need a fresh move of the Holy Ghost. We need a fresh move. Now, that right there, it sounds super spiritual, but what does it actually mean? How do we know that if that move is fresh enough? How do we know if that move is not past its expiration date? How does anyone know for sure that move that we see happening across our tabernacle is even caused by the Holy Ghost and it's not just some emotional hype up stuff or worse? All these questions get completely ignored by many charismatic Pentecostal churches today because the assumption is that we must have revival. It all depends on us for mustering up something. And if that wasn't bad enough, you have 100 different experts out there telling you how you're supposed to have revival with 100 different opinions on how to make it happen. But Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Church, being, we, we've got to understand, if we're talking about computers, if we're talking about recipes or lawn maintenance or any of the ordinary regular stuff, then of course we can go learn something from our neighbors. But in our spiritual matters, the potential for deception should always keep us very close to God's word. James 3 and 1 says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Church, I've done everything that I could to give you the list of don'ts. Once again, you can find that list on apostolicmountain.com. It's the very top. It's a blog top post. You'll find it there. You'll find this uh, MP3 there as well of this PowerCast. But I want you to look through these list of don'ts. I want you to look through these Bible scriptures and you compare them. Don't take my word for it. Compare them to what God's word says. Now I'm going to read this list in closing. Don't listen to anyone that downloads a new revelation directly from God. You hear it all the time. It's like they'll raise their hand up and they'll put the little antennas up. I got a word from God. Back it up from what God's word says. Don't listen to anyone who gives lip service to the Bible, but rarely actually reads the Bible. Don't listen to anyone who's getting rich from his or her ministry. Was Jesus rich? Don't listen to anyone who twists God's word or approves of those who do twist God's words. It's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, church. 
Don't listen to anyone who values the world's approval more than a service to God. Don't worry about if anybody likes you or not. Stand up for what God's word says, church. Don't listen to anyone who talks more about themselves than the Lord Jesus Christ. You hear it all the time. Oh, I did this. I did this. I did this. I laid my hands here. I did this. I prayed for this person. Don't listen to them. If they're not lifting up, I do nothing. I do nothing. I, I do. It's all in the name of Jesus, church. Another one, don't listen to anyone who casts a vision that you're required to follow. Open up God's word and look for yourself. Don't listen to anyone who claims to have discovered a secret from God. Don't listen to anyone who preaches a whole sermon based on half of a verse. Don't listen to anyone who preaches a sermon based on his or her book. Don't listen to anyone who questions the Bible while pretending to value it. There's people out all over this world that says things like, well, homosexuality is accepted today. That's not what God's word says, church. You, you follow what God's word says. Don't listen to anyone who values adoration from the audience above service to God. I don't care if you listen to me or not. I don't care if you like me or not. My job is simple. My job is to open up the word of God and to teach his word, to preach his word. It's your job to listen and to see if I'm correct. Don't listen to anyone who refers to their own illegal activities as mere mistakes. That's self-explanatory there. Don't listen to anyone who preaches all law and no gospel. The, the old law, the Old Testament, is types and foreshadow of the New Testament. Yes, we can teach and preach out of the Old Testament. There's great lessons in there. But you've got some people that just do not teach the gospel. And the gospel is repentance in Jesus' name, baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Church, we must understand that we must be diligent in, in, in searching out the scriptures and making sure whoever we're listening to, whether it be our pastor, a visiting preacher, an evangelist, or a teacher, or my, myself, open up God's word and listen. Open up God's word and look and see if, if whoever you're listening to is telling you the truth. Now, I'm not saying somebody don't misread a scripture, misquote something. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this trying to mislead you to tell you it's okay for you to do something when the word of God says it's not. Church, in closing here, let me say this. I've got some websites up. We've got Powerhouse Radio Network, of course, dot com. That's where most of you are listening now. We, we've got our Skype pages up, and that's on our Apostolic Mountain site where you can Skype in during the radio show and talk to talk to me, the outspoken apostolic. You can talk to some of the other minister st ministry staff if they're around. We've got the Apostolic Mountain. We've got the Powerhouse Radio Network. We've got another site coming up. We're, we're all over Pinterest. We're all over Instagram. We're all over Facebook. Follow us, like us, help us pass this word along. We need to be the, the look, I call, I, I'm from Alabama. I call, and we've, I live on top of a mountain that's called Sand Mountain. And our, my goal is to plant churches all across Sand Mountain. 
Now, unfortunately, if you don't know, I guess you would say, for lack of a better way to put it, due to arthritis, I'm bedridden. So I can't go out there and do it myself. So this is the way that I've got to do it until God heals me. But we've got to get these churches across Sand Mountain. We've got to get these churches across this world and across our nations and in our cities. And the way to do it is to open up God's word and to study and to show ourselves approved. And the way I'm trying to help you do that is through these Bible studies, through these lessons, through these sermons, through our PowerCast, and all these can be found on our uh, on our online presence. And I need your help getting this word out. Church, I'm Brother Wade of the Powerhouse Radio Network. I'm the Outspoken Apostolic. Until next week, may God bless each and every one of you and keep you safe. Y'all have a great week. This is Brother Stephen Spiegel, and you're listening to the Outspoken Apostolic on the Powerhouse Radio Network. Well, church, the time has run out on us today. Thank you for spending just a few minutes of your time in studying and discussing God's holy word. If you have any need that you need us to pray for, please do not hesitate to send us an email at apostolictalking at powerhouseradionetwork.com. Apostolic Talking without the G. My name is Brother Wade, and me and the staff here at Powerhouse Radio Network are also available for Christian counseling if you find yourself in need. Please visit our webpage at powerhouseradionetwork.com for the latest apostolic talking news. All of Brother Wade's preachings, teachings, and engagements, and of course, previous PowerCast, our weekly rants, Sunday school lessons, Bible studies, and of course, our sermons. May God bless you and keep you safe. Powerhouse. Radio Network.